Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregson and Wayne Shepard talk about how to deal with selfishness in your teen. Let's hear what they have to say. Mark, how are you doing today? Well, I, let's just rotate everything around me today. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about selfishness, so I, I want to be in the limelight. It's all Mark all the time. That's today. right. I want everything to be about me. <laughs> Mark on the ones here today on Parenting Today's Teens. That's well, right. that illustrates that we're talking about selfishness does, today. It does, yeah. And the world revolves around our teens. Uh, maybe that's the world they have constructed or the world that we have constructed for them. Oh, that's true. And it's the, and it's the world that we live in that almost gives everybody all these rights about how they can operate, what they're supposed to do. I mean, we have created a mess within our own home. And unless we are intentional about changing the selfishness of our kids, it's not going to happen because it's not going to happen in other arenas. And so we will be the place that that a child cannot continue to think that they're a king or that they are the princess of the home. And so if, I mean, so there's a, you've got to be very strategic about right. how you approach the subject of selfishness with your kids. All right, Mark, how do we get this message to our teens that it's not all about them all the time? That's right. You know, usually it comes at a point when there is difficulty or struggle. It's never one of these smooth movements into, okay, you're no longer going to be selfish. I mean, in some way, you've got to train kids and change the way you engage with your child so that it looks a little bit different. Most people say, well, you know what we need to do when they get in seventh grade, start taking them on mission trips so they can see the depravity of other people and the need of other people, and it'll change their entitlement issues. Well, that's how you change entitlement. You, you let them see those who have not so they can appreciate what they have. Selfishness is more of a mindset that I deserve this and everybody around me is here to serve me. And I have a feeling there's plenty of moms and dads driving down the street right now, going to work or coming back from work. And that what they're saying is, wait a minute, this is my child. They think that everything in their life is more important than everything in our life. They think that we ought to rotate everything around them, and they are demanding of that. And the problem is moms and dads have fallen into that. Yeah. So what they Maybe are— Maybe the teen's not to blame here. That's right. What they're feeding is this selfishness, and we all know where that ends up. It does not end up in a good place. And, and just to make sure that everybody understands, you know, I look at myself and I say, if I have a day— that I'm spending five minutes that I'm not thinking about myself. That's a good day for me. Yeah. It's a real good day. And so, so I know the selfishness of kids because I live with 50 of them, but I also know the selfishness of myself. And so what I model before my kids makes all the difference in the world. You cannot teach selflessness when you are being selfish. And they're the first ones that are going to pick up on that. Oh, they'll know that. Yeah. And so it is more caught than taught. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first thing. Moms and dads, put that mirror in front of yourself and just say, how selfish are you? Well, let me tell you, all of us are as parents. Don't, don't say, well, I'm not selfish because I do these things for other people. 
you know, when you come home, it looks a little bit different. Mm. And your kids get to see you with your hair down and with you relaxed. And if you walk into the house and want everything to rotate around you, then what you are doing is creating an environment where your son and your daughter thinks that that perfection in life is when you get to the point that everybody serves you. That's not what Scripture would teach us. You know, and right. there, there's something that's got to be different. Well, we've got our act together, and we're perfect as parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what steps do we take to teach our teens how not to be so selfish? Well, you know, I think one of the first things is just stop for a minute and think about selfishness and how you have raised your kids in that. You know, during the first six years of your child's life, you spend all the time pleasing them. Everything you do, it, you rotate all of your life around them. You are constantly giving to them. The video camera is yeah. always on the kids, isn't and it? And when they say, Mommy, we run, we go. Daddy, we run. Whatever they want, we do. And then we turn them into little princesses and little heroes and there's daddy's little man, and we're always there whenever they call. We, I mean, we run to them. Well, it looks cute, and it looks great, and, it, and it's, a, it's a wonderful time to let them know that they're special, that they're worthwhile, that they have the stamp of God in their life, that they are wonderful, wonderful kids, fearfully and wonderfully made. But, but it, they're going to reach adolescence when they're going to start moving in with other people, that crowd, and all of them feel like they're princesses and daddy's a little man and the king of the hill, you know, and they all want to get a trophy at every event, which is okay in their earlier years. Too many chiefs. That's right. <laughs> and there's going to be a fight and it's going to be difficult. And that's why the seventh and eighth grade years are so difficult for these kids. They are learning that the world does not revolve around them. And so what they do is they come home and say, well, if it doesn't revolve around me at school, because they finally learned their place, it's going to revolve around me here at home. Does there come a day when we make this announcement? Okay, attention, teenagers, I'm no longer going to do this and that for you. I think one of the first things you do is you just say, you know what, some, I, I've just made a decision that some things need to stop. And it's just that I can't do it anymore. Now, you know, mom and dad, as a parent, in your mind, you're kicking into a training role now. Because sure. you've realized that something's not working. Perhaps we haven't addressed all these issues, especially if you have a very, very selfish, you know, controlling child. You have to be intentional about saying, we've got to stop this. And so you do it in small ways. I've decided that I can no longer wake you up in the morning, but I'm going to get you a great alarm clock and you can wake your own self up. The goal is independence. We it, want them to make these decisions. We want them to start taking control of their life without waiting on us. We may say to them, you know what? You get to start doing your own laundry, oh. you know, and we give them responsibility. Now you've gone from preaching to meddling. <laughs> yeah. And, and we just let them do it. Well, wait, wait, wait. I feel great. I, I love waking I them love up in the morning. I love serving my kids. Yeah. yeah. I love making them breakfast. I love doing all those things. But you know what? If they are interpreting your actions as them being the king of the house, we are not preparing them for the world that's going to teach them the lesson on the other side, that they are not the center of the universe. But you do encourage parents to, to make an announcement of sorts, that I am going to stop, and here's why I'm yeah, stopping. Yeah, and, and the reason I'm stopping is just that I can't do this anymore. Okay. Put it that way. Instead of saying, I'm going to have to teach you a lesson not to be selfish, don't say those things. Just engage with them and say, here's some things that are going to change around our home. All right, and if the day comes when they don't have any clean clothes to wear because they didn't do the laundry, do we don't. rush down and yeah. rescue them? Or? No, don't. <laughs> 
won't write. I mean, I mean, some of the young men are going to be wearing pink. You know, I mean, they'll put their red shirts in with white socks and underwear, and and uh, they'll be wearing pink for a while. But it's a good lesson for them to learn. But don't rescue them. You know, if your child cannot get out of bed in the morning, you know, and then they need to learn to discipline themselves. Because wouldn't you rather teach them now rather than waiting until they get off to college before they learn uh, that they need to get themselves out of bed on their own? Mm -hmm. Well, but they go to bed late. Well, then maybe they need to learn to go to bed earlier. Well, but they're going to flunk school if I don't get them up. Maybe let them flunk once. And somebody goes, "You now wait. Mark, you can't be saying that. What I'm saying is that perhaps letting them have consequences for their irresponsibility of taking care of their life, those consequences will change them and get them to create new responsibility. I can't let my kids fail. I look bad when they fail. Okay. And you know what? It goes back to that's a selfish thought Mm. because look at what you just said. I look bad. Mm -hmm. Now you're thinking about yourself. And the intent is to think about my child. What does my child need to make it in this world? Because we have all these kids in this generation that is so dependent on us that we have 25-year-old kids that can't function because we haven't taught them. And we haven't taught them because we have really enjoyed serving them and doing things for them that perhaps our own parents didn't do for us. We've got to be intentional about moving our child toward independence and be able to survive on their own. Moms, dads, and grandparents are all part of a journey that will change the destiny of their families. And that journey can be changed for the better. Mark Gregston has written three books that will help encourage relationships, strengthen marriages, and help all moms, dads, and grandparents out there stay focused on what truly matters. For moms, Prayers for My Teen, a book of prayers and devotionals to help them stay anchored. For fathers, a devotional for dads, a series of devotions to help them protect their marriage and encourage their children. And finally, Grandparenting Today's Teens is a resource for any grandparent who wants to connect to their teen grandchildren in a meaningful way. Moms, Dads, and Grandparents, three books that can help change them all and change the course of their family's future. You can order Prayers for My Teen, a devotional for dads, and Grandparenting Today's Teens by visiting parentingteenresources.org. Talking about selfishness in our teens, obviously we have to talk about ourselves too because we, right. you know, it starts at home, doesn't it? Well, we're all selfish, yeah. aren't we? I mean, yeah. the, and, and the fruit doesn't fall that far from the tree. <laughs> I mean, perhaps we have made our kids selfish. Perhaps they're becoming that way because they see other kids that are so entitled. And so they come home and they say, you know what? I want what other people have. So they start demanding it from us. And we kind of sit back and go, wait a minute. How can this be? We have given you everything. We've done all these things. Wait a minute. You've given them everything. There's That's the problem. Right. Yeah. And, and there's a side where they feel like they can get it. Hmm. Now, a, a, an appropriate response to a lot of it is just looking at them and going, uh-uh. <laughs> but, you know, the tendency is that most moms and most dads go, well, maybe we can get this for you. Or maybe we can do this, mm-hmm. or you postpone it, rather than helping them learn to say no. You know, so many kids can't say no because they've never heard the word no, and they haven't heard it from mom and dad. And so parents have got to look at themselves and say, okay, 
Are we selfish? Have we created the selfishness in our daughter? Because now the intent needs to be, how do I move them to become somewhat selfless? But there's something about learning it early that this culture does not help us with. And so we as parents have to be very intentional about helping our child learn something different, or they will continue to follow this path of least resistance. I'm so glad you pinpointed this issue for us today, Mark. Uh, Here's an email from a parent who listens and says, our daughter is demanding her rights, and she'll use verbal threats on occasion. No drugs or alcohol or sex issues, but she has threatened to run away. How can we deal with her defiant, angry, bullying entitlement, I don't have to do what you say attitude? Is, <laughs> would you like to be married to that young lady? <laughs> no. You see, so now's the time to deal with it. But you know what? That's what these kids are saying is that I have rights. You can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what to do with my body. You can't tell me that I need to be respectful or I, I need to be honest. You can't give me curfews because I am the queen of this house. I run this house. You can't tell a princess what to do because a princess has certain rights. I mean, do you see the problems Mm -hmm. that are coming up? And you begin to say, you know what? We have created a monster and the monster is reflected back at us. And somewhere you say, you know what? This has got to stop because if it's allowed to continue, your child will be in a mess. And I've got to tell you this too. These are the kids that if you don't stop it, they will end up at Heartlight because in their selfishness or in dealing with their selfishness and the rejection they get from other people, they will go to other things that are inappropriate, that are illegal, that have grave consequences, and, and they will end up at a place like ours. You know, earlier today, you mentioned that we should not lessen the consequences or rescue them from suffering the consequences of their own selfish behavior. And I've been thinking about that, and I wonder if our reticence to do that sometimes isn't that it really goes beyond just punishing, so to speak, the teen, it really affects the whole family. It really does. And, and, it I mean, really does. very often there's other siblings around, of course, and maybe even mom and dad are affected by, by, by saying no to that teen. I think so. You know, but I think, I think there's another thing too, Wayne, and I think that is well taken. But there's another elephant in the room that has to be addressed. Okay. Because the thought is, is that if I discipline them and have stronger consequences... I may be like my dad. Mm. I may be like my mom. And I don't want to do that. I mean, I think parents begin to learn that consequences that my dad gave me, there was some good in it. You know, I learned that when my dad spoke, I didn't do things. And when I did something wrong, I was beat. Mm. You know, now that I'm not telling anybody, go beat your child. Mm -mm. But I'll tell you this. I never demanded my rights. Mm. I never was disrespectful to him. You know, I didn't feel loved by him, and I didn't have that much for him. But, but there's a side of it that there's a fear that if I discipline, that I, if I enforce, you know, consequences, and I'm strong with my child to help stop the immaturity, or I, or I quit doing things for them, that I'm becoming like my parents, and I don't want to do that. And I'm going, whoa, 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 stop, parents. You've let the pendulum swing too far the other side. And somewhere between where you are and where your parents were with you, if you had a very difficult time growing up, there is a balance between those two things, and it is possible to stop those things at home. We really can't afford to be weak as parents in this area. We, we really have to stick to our guns, don't we? I think it's the number one problem that we have with kids today is their selfishness. It has been unleashed, 
And, and what has happened, it has created the world of disrespect. Well, Mark, I, I suspect we're going to hear from some parents who've been listening very carefully today and understand now how important it is they deal with this issue up front with their teens. I know that they will. You know, I hear that from parents all the time. That's why we put together even this curriculum series. Our hope is to get these parents together. I can't sit down and meet with them all the time. And us answering an email or even reading it on <laughs> yeah, the radio, it's not, the same. It's not going to solve it. But you know what can solve it? is these parents getting together within their churches, within their communities, and just having opportunities to talk together. So getting together in a, in a small group of parents, um, perhaps there are problems with teens, perhaps not. Maybe this is a proactive group. Let's get together and talk it through. The curriculum kit helps make that possible. It does. You know, you need to be proactive. Our kids are being raised in a, in a society that's creating very selfish beings. And so to talk about those things is so important before it happens, rather than always trying to be curative you know, and solve a problem, let's be a little bit more preventive and keep it from going down that path. And we can learn from each other. There's a value in doing this as a group of parents together. There is. Not only can we learn from one another, we can comfort one another. I want to know if I'm in a boat that's sinking that somebody else is with me. <laughs> it just makes me feel better. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.